0: Many companies looking to deploy large wireless deployments are finding that they often get locked into a single vendor, creating some obstacles in these deployments. A more open approach is being developed that aims to break these obstacles. On this episode, we're going to talk about the open Wi-Fi movement and how it can help with large Wi-Fi deployments. Hi, everyone. I'm Keith Shaw. Welcome to Today in Tech. Joining me on today's show is Josh Redmore. He is the principal architect at Cable Labs. And Jack Rayner, he is the co-chair of the Open Converge Wireless Project Group, uh, as well as uh, he works for Meadow. Welcome to the show, guys.
1: Morning. Hey, how
2: you doing, Chris?
0: Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, So let's um, give give us an overview of open Wi Fi why it was created. Um, You know, when did this sort of issue of vendor lock in for this type of equipment sort of begin to manifest? Uh, Josh, why don't you start?
1: Um, sure. Well, I'll I'll leave it to Jack to talk okay. uh, about the start- origins of open yeah. Wi-Fi, but I can uh, certainly talk a uh, uh, vendor lock-in. Okay. Uh, so the uh, at the end of the day, um, we're talking about managed Wi-Fi here, and, and that's the that's the lock that happens. I have a uh, controlling entity. I have um, an access point that has a, a proprietary agent on it, and usually those are from the same company and don't mix and match. And, and that's really the the beauty of open Wi-Fi, which which Jack will get into. Uh, that's the in- interesting thing for the cable industry. We we can now have, um, you know, we we represent half a billion internet users. So mm-hmm. obviously, not everybody has the same access point, or we can we can't get a half a billion access points from one vendor. So we need a lot of diversity and, and variety, uh, and this really enables our members to do that.
0: All right, Jack, yeah why, don't you begin, yeah, why don't you talk about sort of the origins of the open Wi-Fi movement? Like you you must have been seeing this vendor lock-in issue as well as some other ones. Um, so how did this group come together and, and what kind of goals are you looking to accomplish?
2: Yeah, so I, I think um, vendor lock-in is not new to the tech industry. I think when new technologies come out, uh, the early adopters kind of uh, jump on it. They build platforms around it and they become... The, the primary platforms uh, that, that, that companies use. Wi-Fi, enterprise Wi-Fi is no different. So, you know, the early adopters of that were Cisco, uh, HP Aruba, uh-huh. uh, Extreme Networks is, is a newer, newer player, but they're the kind of the incumbent solutions. And uh, like uh, many industries, we decided, hey, uh, let's develop an open source approach let's gather uh, other community members that are interested in doing enterprise Wi-Fi and let's kind of break the chain here and and offer a, a lower cost uh, disaggregated solution for this and
0: you know as is this issue this the issue of vendor locking has been probably around for a while but was there anything that else that sort of triggered it to then move into so where where this was developed because this was still the recent early development of open Wi-Fi correct Jack
2: yeah, open Wi-Fi has been around uh, since about 2020. Okay, uh, the the early origins of it. It's only been uh, deployable, I would say, in the last year and a half, two years. So it's not uh, something that's been around a long time. Uh, but you know, the uh, a few like-minded companies got together uh, with to you know start the telecom Info project, and OpenRAN was, was the flagship and is the flagship uh, community within uh, telecom Info project, and um, but there are a lot of like-minded enterprise Wi-Fi uh, experts, industry experts that uh, come from uh, some of those incumbent companies and and said, hey, let's develop an open source um, version to co- compete in the market.
0: Okay, and and what, did you also find that, that issues around either the pandemic or some of the supply chain issues that happened a couple of years ago, like did that help yes. sort of uh, kickstart this, this movement?
2: I don't. It, it didn't necessarily kickstart it. It was, the, it was uh, conceived prior to that, but it it certainly helped us take off. Okay, it, it certainly helped us uh, become an option in the market because of the way we we separate the software from the hardware. It's essentially a white box access point. Program that uh, has diversity both from the uh, silicon, uh, we can we can work across different chipsets, and we can work and we now have about ten different ODM or hardware access point makers, and so we definitely offer uh, the market uh, diversity from that standpoint.
1: Okay, and, and as Jack was mentioning, um, you know we're we're talking about um, essentially an enterprise equivalent level Wi-Fi. And where did the enterprise go during the pandemic? It went into people's houses. Yeah. So that put a lot of pressure on on us, uh, the cable industry, to, to ramp up that quality of experience of the home, make that home office the same as the office office.
0: Yeah, where enterprises not interested in sort of telling their remote employees to just use kind of like off the shelf... Uh, equipment or I mean, are, are are there a lot of remote offices and remote workers that are that are required to use sort of enterprise level equipment? and that's where that came up that that came up?
1: you know, I, I don't think it was really a mandate. I think it's okay. more um, organically um, you know we use we use Zoom more often we use these uh, real-time protocols where or Wi-Fi is a lot more noticeable and has an impact on your ability to do business. Uh, so, um, having another solution to offer managed Wi-Fi, which is going to provide that better experience, uh, is is really the key.
0: Now, as I understood it, in terms of the interoperability of Wi-Fi, it was always the the case because the you know Wi-Fi was created to sort of move on this interoperability. Um, but you guys aren't talking about interoperability. What do you, what does? what is it that open Wi-Fi has that could still it still requires interoperability from Wi-Fi um, but there is still this this vendor lock-in can you sort of explain that to, to someone who might not understand that
2: yeah I, I guess I can yeah. go first there yeah. you know in the in the Wi-Fi industry there's uh, Wi-Fi Alliance which has uh, you know, uh, adopted the interoperability standards between client devices, which is your phones, tablets, TVs, smart devices, and the and the Wi-Fi radio network. And so, um, you know, it get you get Wi-Fi certified. You see the logo on a lot of uh, access point devices yeah. in the market. That just means that your everything's been tested so that your iPhone works with uh, the the Wi-Fi access point and can connect to it uh, appropriately. We kind of take the interoperability from the access point northbound. So uh, we interoperate between the silicon and the network operating system that runs on the access points, the network operating system that runs on the access points and the cloud controllers that control those access points and provide all the features. So we just have taken uh, the industry interoperability from the client to the AP to the AP northbound.
0: Okay, and so, and without this, it, it wouldn't, it, like without this sort of uh, open Wi-Fi uh, protocol it wouldn't you would be locked you would be s- sort of stuck with whatever vendor are making these access points right
2: yeah so yeah. whoever whoever your provider is uh, in the market you're you're pretty much stuck with whatever hardware they offer whatever chipset that that hardware runs on and whatever um, network operating system and cloud controller systems they provide
0: Okay. And so that's all the, the extra level features and services that are on top of just the physical exactly. hardware. Okay. Yes. Um, what are, what are the sort of the, the scenarios that uh, people would, would find beneficial with open Wi-Fi, or the types of companies that this is going to be more appealing to? Um, Cause obviously this isn't something that an average user in their home is going to need to worry about at all. Um, but even some businesses might not like what business types of businesses will, will benefit from this?
2: So I think, uh, all businesses can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ones that are early adopters are, um, high density, uh, cost sensitive businesses. So, um, hospitality industry, hotels, uh, et cetera, public spaces, retail, um, and MDUs, uh, high density apartment complexes, condos, et cetera. Josh can add on to that.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's, uh, you know, the, the end user shouldn't notice this. They should. They should just have a great Wi-Fi experience. And if you're, you know, if you're in a house by yourself on a farm in the middle of nowhere, your Wi-Fi is going to work great, probably yeah. Because there's nothing interfering. If you're in, uh, you know, a 200-unit apartment building in downtown Manhattan, you're going to see a lot of overlapping networks, and that's where the management is really going to be necessary to 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 optimize that, to get around the interference.
0: Okay. So can, can you give me a scenario where uh, either uh, a, you know, a residential apartment building uh, or a hospitality, let's just talk about a hotel. Like why are they, why would they be interested in having a multi-vendor approach to their, their Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi deployment versus just kind of going with one vendor?
1: Well, sure. There's um uh, if we, if we take the apartment building approach, mm-hmm. there are, there are several levels of, um, offerings, I guess you could, you could call it for a, a managed offered solution in an apartment building. Um, you can have it where the, uh, apartment company is, um, putting access points in the hallway. They're putting an access point in every unit, uh, something of that nature. They could, it, you could even imagine a, a bring your own device scenario for an apartment building. So I've got my device that's compatible with the system. I can take it wherever I go, but, um, there's going to be, um, you know, if there's the device in unit, there's going to be potential for these things to, you know, walk off when the person leaves or damage to it or what have you. All the things that just naturally occur in an apartment. So being able to replace that with whatever you can get that's totally compatible mm-hmm. uh, is a great option. You don't have to have 80,000 access points in your basement. So you can just swap them out whenever a new tenant comes in or whenever it gets damaged or whenever you have to do an upgrade. Um, So you can you can continually um, meet the lifecycle demands, um, including um, moving up to Wi-Fi 6E if you wanted to do that. Hey, we've got a new offering. Maybe that'll bring new tenants in. We can we can upgrade units as they come in for this and not have to upgrade the back end. So just just sort of one use scenario.
0: Okay.
2: yeah, I would I would add, uh, you know, some hospitality and MDU uh, deployments are, are cost sensitive. And so, um, you know, one of our advantages is we, we share the development tax of the cloud platform and the, and the operating system on the APs. And so our TCO is going to be inherently lower, which, you know, in a, in a cost sensitive uh, decision-making process for some MDU or, or hotel chain, uh, they may have to decide, here's my budget. Uh, I can put one every other room through the hallway uh, or I, if I use an open Wi-Fi solution, I can afford to put one in every room, which, which I get enhances the coverage and yeah. makes the uh, user experience better. Uh,
0: are, typically, are these managed by service providers or uh, some other sort of, because it's not actually managed by like the hotel chain, for example, in a hotel. They, do they farm that out to a service provider? And same thing with the, the multi-residential uh, units.
2: Typically, uh, the industry is, uh, used, uses managed service providers. Yes. Which, which would, uh, uh, either have their own or partner with a cloud controller vendor. Uh, That cloud controller vendor could be one of the open Wi-Fi cloud controller vendors or, you know, a Cisco, uh, et cetera, and they would use that to manage the platforms.
0: Okay. So when you talk about the the features of open Wi-Fi, are there there some features that are cooler than others? Do you have all of the features that are usually offered by some of these, you know, these, you know, single vendors? Um, Like how well do you match up?
2: So currently we match up very well. As I mentioned, we're new, and so we're still developing the stack. And yep. of course, uh, and of, of course, um, some of the incumbents that have been around for a long time have certain proprietary features that they tout from a security standpoint. But we match up extremely well uh, from all the, the, the important uh, enterprise features like captive portal and um, QoS and rate remote radio management, all the all the basic necessary uh, features you would need for enterprise Wi-Fi. Uh, I am uh, I just got off our engineering call this morning and uh, we're working on some advanced quality of service or QoS uh, type of features where, um, you can pro- prioritize packets for gaming and and different scenarios. So those are probably the cooler, um, you know, features that we work on.
0: Could you go to, could you go to the market and say that you might have features that are, uh, in addition to, or, or better than maybe some of these other ones, or is it more of just, you want to match what what's already out there?
2: Uh, no we would we would do both I yeah. think one of the really exciting things that comes out of a community like this with a diversity of you know 350 different companies with different use cases in mind and, and different experiences that uh, the innovation that I see on a daily basis is is amazing I I, I really think uh, new I think in the beginning we set out with a plan to match industry Standard features that were necessary to compete in the market, mm-hmm. uh, and we're we're right there now. And I think uh, I think the next five years is going to be really cool things that come out of this. Uh, this this uh, that other companies will try to match, and I, I think that's really uh, something I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, Josh, do you have anything to add on in terms of like what what are the coolest features from from your perspective?
1: Well, <clears throat> um, from a, from an end user perspective, it's. They will see it as Wi Fi. They'll yeah. see it as great Wi Fi. Yeah. Uh, so that's that I see as a, a big win. It's they won't. It won't be this weird experience. It's just great Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know everything on the back end is that's that's really the the unique thing is just the the mix and matchability.
0: And yeah, so that and that and that's what appeals to a lot of the the providers that you guys work with on the cable side, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that now again, this is a case where do you have um, multi vendor support? Um, for open Wi-Fi or is it a case where some of the major vendors are looking at it going, well, we still have our things. I, Cause I know that whenever there's a, a protocol or a standard, getting multiple companies involved can be a little tricky. So where do you guys stand in terms of some of these major vendors?
1: Well, it, open Wi-Fi is absolutely a competitor to, to the incumbents that yeah. Jack mentioned. So they, I, you know, I, I, I I would be surprised if they were to adopt open Wi-Fi. It'd be cool if everybody did, but yeah. I expect there's to be a competitive landscape for that. Um, but open Wi-Fi has opened the door for um, a lot of other hardware vendors who maybe ODMs that to, to be able to directly sell their products. So it's opened up a, a new market for them.
2: Jack, anything to add on that? Yeah, hmm. I think uh I think. Uh, you, as time goes on and, and this becomes more mainstream, I think you'll see more of the, the larger players, uh, adopting in, in, some form or fashion. It's not going to replace what they do now because, um, we don't play in every market that they play in. But I think there's p- potentially, um, segments of those businesses that could benefit from our stack. Uh, and our diversity. And so I think uh, adopting it would, uh, I don't think it's a threat. I think it, it's something that everyone can benefit from in some way. You just have to have that creative business model thinking, right?
0: Yeah. And, and could a major vendor sort of uh, support open Wi-Fi pretty easily, or would they have to sort of re-architect what they already have? Like how easy is it to sort of support open Wi-Fi? It's super
2: easy. Yeah. Su- super easy to adopt. I, you know, one of the, one of the great things that comes out of uh, this being new is that it uses modern technology. Everything is uh, cloud native. Everything is microservice based. Uh, and so we have uh, a gateway microservice that, that you can just install uh, alongside your existing uh, management plane. And, uh, and, and then you, poof, you have 70 different SKUs of open Wi-Fi access points that you can incorporate into your platform.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, how many companies are, are sort of involved with this at the moment?
2: 350 we're growing at about 10 to 15 percent year over year so uh it's it's been strong since since i've been uh co-chair uh i think 100 new companies which is a year and a half or so Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's really growing uh and it's it's you know it's it's snowballing now and i think uh we're going to see that deployment hockey stick ramp up.
0: And um, and when, when, con, you know, either potential customers come to you or if, if people are looking at this, what, what are some of their biggest questions in terms of maybe, uh, hurdles or concerns, it, you know, do they have some, some at this point, or is it just that they don't, that they weren't aware of it until they, they sort of discovered it?
2: So uh, th- there are several, uh, of those, I think yeah. awareness and recognition, uh, is still an issue because we're new, mm-hmm. uh, once you're aware and you recognize it, then I think there's, okay, this is an open source platform. Is it buggy? Uh, is, it a, is it stable? Can I deploy it in production? And, and will it be uh, comparable to my existing platforms? And so there is always that um, icebreaking kind of phase where people need to be confident that they can use this in the same way that they use other platforms. And I think once once that happens, you know, it, it, it just becomes uh, second nature to use.
1: Okay. Josh, anything on your side? Well, that that's uh, awareness is really yeah. one of the main reasons we stood up the the lab at Cable Labs, why we um, got that going again. Um, yeah, talk a l- talk,
0: talk a little bit about that the the, the initiative sure. that you guys are running with with Tip, I believe is is the company, right, or the group?
1: Yeah. So yeah. so Tip is the uh, is the um, I don't know is umbrella the right word, Jack, for the the the, yes. the the organization where Open Wi Fi lives, the okay. Telecom Info Project. Um, so we have a um, a community lab, a tip community lab at Cable Labs in our office in Louisville, Colorado, that is um essentially um a a tool for validating the technology and to demonstrate it um not only to um the cable membership, which was my primary primary goal, but to the greater open Wi-Fi membership. So it's it's available for open Wi-Fi members and cable labs members. And um it's uh the You know, going back to a previous point, this—the main point of this was to show this this interoperability, this mix and match. So we've got, you know, um, a bunch of different AP models connected to a bunch of different cloud vendors, um, and it all just works. And that's uh, that was the goal. So, so
0: if a if a vendor was interested in in sort of uh, making sure that their stuff was compatible with Open Wi-Fi, they would come to to your labs, bring their gear, and then just kind of run a bunch of tests and fun stuff like that to make sure that it it all worked, right?
1: So there, um, what we're doing is sort of uh, is more informal. We, yeah. there there are opportunities for actual interop validation and uh, potentially certification. I'm, I'm guessing, but what we're doing is more um, more a tech demonstrator. So they they could bring it in and we could show that it works, but it wouldn't be an in depth uh, regression test of you know proving every single feature works, etc.
0: Okay, that's not our
1: that's not our goal there.
0: And you, and you guys mentioned certification. Is that something that's that's planned down the road? Is it something you have? Will there be sort of an open Wi sticker not that they're going to be stickers anywhere but you know is, is, yeah, is that something we, down the road that you're looking for
2: yeah yeah we developed our own logo okay and uh Tele- telecom info project is uh has launched a badging uh process where uh you can uh earn badges and logos uh, depending on uh, the level of uh interoperability and um you know, certification that you get and uh, it'll go through a, a significant battery of tests. You know, I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, one of the one of the really great things about open work, may, maybe the greatest thing about uh, this open source project, because I've been invo- involved in many uh, open source projects over the years, is that sometimes the open source software is buggy mm-hmm. and it's hard and then you have to take it and do a lot of work with it uh, to get it kind of into a production environment. We actually, as a part of our open source community, have our own lab uh, with, it's, almost, it's over 7,000 test cases I think now, and, and 90% of them are automated, that we run uh, this battery of tests against for every major and minor release that we put out of software. And um, it really is uh, hardened it's not very buggy software code. It's, it's, it's kind of production ready all, almost when it comes out of our lab. And, yeah. we, and uh, many of our, of our community members have their own APs and we call them targets uh, in the tests and we have our own chambers. Uh, it's a very sophisticated uh, setup. And, and so it's one of the, the great things about our, our community.
0: Okay. And and uh, talk to me a little bit about um OpenWRT R- w- Open because I think in our pre-call we were talking a little bit about that and um, how, does it does it sort of mesh with it integrate with it sit on top of it how does uh Open Wi-Fi work with OpenWRT?
2: R- yeah, so OpenWRT is the base software, it's uh-huh. a network operating system software that's Linux based that's been around a long time. Uh, hundreds of millions of devices in the market use OpenWRT. A lot of the uh, consumer grade uh, Wi-Fi home access uh, points or routers that you would get from Amazon or, or Best Buy or whatever uh, are based on, on that stack. And so when we started out with this, uh, let's create an enterprise stack around this. So we said, what's the best place to start? Uh, it was OpenWRT, so we took it, we branched it, we hardened it, we added all the enterprise features we talked about earlier, RRM, um, captive portal, QoS and, and things like that to the stack. Uh, and so the great thing is uh, are the, a lot of developers in our community have experience, uh, long-term experience with OpenWRT and a lot of the features that we develop uh, get upstream back to Open WRT, so all these consumer-grade devices that uh, people use in the market, mm-hmm. when they get upgraded, they would actually inherit uh, the features that we upstream to that stack, and so we are actually giving back to a larger community when we uh, develop some of our advanced features.
0: Okay, and and so, um, to, what's your your goal for this 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 uh, this standard? Um, like, where where would you like to see Open Wi-Fi in the next, you know, year, two years. Like, give me the goal and then sort of the time frame of of, of how you're going to get to that goal.
2: Yeah, so our goal is uh, to offer a a competitive market uh, product that drives down the cost of premium Wi-Fi. So uh-huh. we create very high quality enterprise grade uh, commercial platform that can compete in the market and drives eventually the cost of of connectivity down and um you know our goal is to is to be on that radar is to have a uh, significant market share uh i don't have any numbers to to put on that but to be recognized uh when when the industry analysts slice up the pie of, of enterprise wi-fi is to, to be mentioned there is our first goal i guess yeah um and then also uh, separate goals because we did come out of a place where we wanted to uh close the digital divide and provide connectivity services to underserved communities. And so um one of the unique things open Wi-Fi can do is uh not only break into existing market share, but we could create our uh, new market share because uh, we can deploy in places where it's not cost effective right now to deploy this kind of wi-fi and so we're seeing a lot of adoption in uh, india and africa and play in latin america where places where cost means more mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. than than a corporate office in the u.s right
0: does, does this also make it appealing for smaller businesses as well like you know in the u.s or canada places like that it does yeah yeah Okay, that's that's cool that we'd be able to sort of uh, enter a new market, um, Josh. On on the cable lab side, w- you know, what's the goal? Is is the goal to, to continue sort of with this integration with the labs, or or just to just to support you know the standard as much as you can?
1: Uh, so our goal is um, we want to make sure that our customers have the best Wi pos- Fi possible mm-hmm. and. It's not a one size fits all solution. You know, we have, uh, we have operators from the size of, of, you know, Comcast and Charter all the way down to, you know, our, our local Lions cable, which I think has one employee. Um, so you, you really need, um, all these options in your toolkit to, to be able to provide to that, uh, that diverse of a, uh, of a, you know, of a, a price point, uh, a deployment model, however you want to look at it. Uh, so this, this, will let um, definitely some of our mid tier operators get into the managed Wi Fi game. Um, our our bigger guys find a solution that they were not unable to to service before. Yeah. Uh, so it's really about adding that that option.
0: All right, and and uh, and Jack, what uh, where can people sort of go for more information if if this is a, a intriguing or interesting to them? Like where can they learn more about this?
2: Yeah, learn more about it on telecominforproject.com uh, All of our. Uh, website materials there, um, reach out to me personally, uh, on LinkedIn or, or, or elsewhere, uh, jrayner at meta.com, uh, email me. Okay. Um, I do want to say also, you know, um, Cablelabs has been such a great partner. The cable industry has, you know, large business segments that uh, can benefit from this, and uh, the awareness and recognition that uh, this partnership with Cablelabs has uh, brought on is fantastic. So and, I want to thank Josh.
0: And, and uh, in terms of that interoperability lab, Josh, what you know, where can people sort of learn some more stuff about it?
1: Um, so we've got uh, uh, we have a blog that we posted on cable Labs recently that okay. that goes into some depth, and I think uh, we've got contact info on there as well.
0: All right, uh, cool stuff. I I look forward to seeing uh, some more updates from you guys. And and as uh, in, you know, I'm a big fan of open source, so um, I I think this is a, a cool option for for a lot of companies out there. Um, so thanks again for for chatting with me about this today. Thank
2: you. Yeah, thanks for you. taking the time.
0: All right, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and add any comments that you have below. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.